Hello, it's Sarah here. I'm so glad you are listening to the Heart to Heart Outreach Podcast. One of my greatest passions is ministering to women, creating a space where they can learn from others and ultimately becoming the women God has made them to be. This message you are about to hear will surely do that for you. Why not share it with a friend as you grow together in Jesus? Hello, um, welcome. Uh, this is Sarah speaking um, uh, from the Heart to Heart Women's Outreach. And today I'm going to share a few insights on domestic violence. And the reason I'm doing this is because uh, this month of October is uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And the other reason is uh, I am a mental health professional and I see a lot of um, people that come, you know, for help in our setting that have been subjected to um, domestic violence and they come because they have been so affected that they are now really kind of like uh, seeking help with their mental health and that's when we meet them and get to know what caused uh, the conditions that they are now presenting with. And the other thing that um, as mental health workers uh, we tend to see is that, um, especially regarding this issue of domestic violence, uh, is that um, uh, society at large is a bit oblivious around how to spot um, potential abusers and also how to know uh, if you are a potential victim because um, abusers don't just uh, pick on everybody they pick on certain people and these people that are picked on they tend to not have the awareness of the, the fact that they are potential victims to abusers and uh, we are going to look at the types of abusive personalities their characteristics and main causes and also the types of uh, victim personalities, the characteristics and the main causes as well as the relationship between childhood trauma and choice of life partners in adulthood. Um, many people are uh, uh, in life have experienced, uh, you know, some form of trauma, either in childhood or in adulthood and some have experienced in both childhood and adulthood and um, for the ones that have experienced uh, the trauma in childhood it tends to shape their personality and as we know that psychologically personality is something that you are and is something that cannot just be changed it can be modified with training and education and therapy but it cannot be changed. It can be modified so it doesn't cause you a, a lot of problems if you seek help, if it is a, um, a personality that may uh, affect others and also affect you, the quality of your own life, but it doesn't really get changed. So a psychology says uh, during the ages of zero to five, in particular, some say two, but you know, in most cases it's, it's zero to five. That's when the, a child's personality gets formed. And if this child was subjected to uh, any form of um, abuse during that time or trauma during that time, 
their, their uh, personality is going to incorporate whatever experience that they have um, been subjected to. And that's where we find that, uh, you know, we have these uh, uh, personalities uh, that have been formed during that childhood that is not really the, the you know, the original personality of that child. It's, it's only because it's been shaped through a, a trauma. So we are going to look at um, three uh, abusive personalities. I mean, these are, you know, anybody can be abusive, but we are looking at the most, um, um, the main ones, you know, th those that are really, really uh, potentially ab ab abusive and known to be ab abusive. We have the narcissistic personality disorder. We have the EUPD, uh, which is emotionally unstable personality disorder. And in other countries, they say is a borderline personality disorder. And we have the sociopath or the antisocial. I will talk a little bit about the EUPD. The EUPD, as, as it, it, it explains itself, emotionally unstable personality disorder. These people, um, in, in most cases, these are children that would have been subjected to a prolonged and extreme um, a, a period of a sexual abuse coming from um, adults. And in, may, in most cases, it's been adults that they trusted, uh, people that should have uh, cared for them they did the opposite and um, can be parents, it can be any caregiver and a caregiver can be anybody, it can be a relative or can be a friend, it can be, um, you know, these children that grow up in um, care and, and foster cares and adopt, adoptive parents as well and uh, they tend to you know, be subjected to uh, especially sexual abuse. So with the EUPD, the main thing is the sexual abuse in childhood. So they tend to have their emotions all over the place, especially the negative ones, and they become very strong. They are very irritable. They are very angry. They uh, get uh, frustrated very easily. They don't do well in relationships. They push people away. They need love but then they just can't accept it and they kind of like push it away. They do things like self-harming because they are so angry, they self-loathe and they are so angry with themselves because of what happened to them because they were kind of like their, their psyche and sometimes the perpetrators, in, in the adult perpetrators, when they were still a child, they were kind of like... Um, um, uh, uh, saying to the child that uh, you deserve this, you know, it, it, you are naughty, you are ugly, or you, you, you are bad, you know, and that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing to you. So the child kind of like internalized those things, and they really believe that they are bad uh, because this doesn't happen to any every child, and it's happening to me because I'm bad. And therefore, they tend to hate themselves because they see themselves now as a bad person. And therefore, so they take this hatred onto themselves. So anything that is unpleasant or anybody that does something bad, even in adulthood, anybody that makes them angry, anybody that kind of like um, frustrates them or, or do anything that is not pleasant to them, they take it upon themselves. They can yell at the person. They can shout at the person. They break things. They, you know... Um, destroy property and they can even lash out you know to to the person but the other thing that is the main thing they 
take it upon themselves in ways of self-harm. These are people that would be cutting themselves and coming to hospital in and out with uh, self-harm wounds and, and stuff like that because um, they kind of like, they have this extreme emotional pain in, in, inside that stems from childhood, actually. It gets triggered by current uh, situations that they are facing. And then, you know, the, that pain gets uh, triggered, it comes uh, uh, to the fore. Then they have to deal with it uh, through punishing themselves because that's how they dealt with it when they were growing up. Uh, therefore, they cut and then they are always suicidal, you know, wanting to end their lives. They don't want to die, but, they, uh, you know, they have this, um, you know, uncontrollable feeling of wanting to die. And they are always uh, attempting suicide in and out of hospital, having taken overdoses or having tried to strangulate themselves or having done whatever it is that they can, they bend themselves with cigarettes, they punch walls and hurt their hands, knuckles, you know, they do all sorts. Um, and then this is the EUPD. And, and then they don't do well in relationships and they can be abusive uh, because if it's a, let's say it's a male uh, with a woman, then they obviously, you know, with powers, um, you know, physical power, obviously abuse can result and they can subject people to um, both emotional and um, physical abuse and the sociopath and the antisocial um, the antisocial especially uh, they can be spotted in childhood uh, these are kids that are a bit cruel you know they kill animals and they don't seem to feel anything when they kill animals and uh, they are very cruel to animals to start with and then they become bullies at school. These are children that would really traumatize other kids. And, but then deep down in their, in, in, within themselves, they are this fearful, this um, uh, child with low confidence. They don't do well in school and they know they are a loser, a failure because of what happened to them in childhood. And then they, the only thing they can do and feel like they are in control is when they traumatize others. So when they grow up into adulthood, they become now, that killing of animals, it now gets uh, diverted at now, you know, uh, pe people. And that's when they can become psychopathic and, you know, go on uh, a killing sprees. And, you know, and these people, most of the time in adulthood, they are in and out of prison. They destroy property. You know, they are just destructive. So those are the two, and I'll come back to the narcissistic uh, personality disorder because this is the one that I'm going to be dwelling on um, later on. The types of abuse are physical, spiritual, sexual, psychological, emotional, verbal, financial, and neglect. And then the emotional and psychological, sexual, and neglect are most common in childhood. And then the physical, the financial, the emotional, psychological abuse are common in adulthood. And then the emotional and the psychological can be difficult to spot by outsiders. Examples are name calling, constant covert insults, you know, insults that are kind of like hidden, but you can feel it, you can hear it, but, you know, it's kind of like, it's not really like you are like this, this, this something that is hidden in between the, wo the, 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 the words and you, you feel it, you pick it up with your spirit though. 
and, and uh, shaming and humiliating the person in public with put-downs that are disguised as jokes. These are people that would like to pick a victim uh, in a crowd and say something directed, directing it at, at the victim. They may not uh, call the name of the victim, but they would be directing at the victim, saying something that, you know, kind of like links with the person. And everybody, some people would pick up that it's about so-and-so and then and make everybody laugh and then, uh, you know, make that uh, other person feel very bad, really, because everybody's just kind of like laughing at them. And then when the person says, why did you do that? Oh, that was a joke. You can't take jokes. You know, you are very sensitive. You are overthinking. You are overreacting. You know, these are the things that the victims are facing. And, um, and, then, and then they kind of like get confused because they are made to doubt what they believed was happening. We, we call it um, 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 gaslighting. Uh, when something happened and it's authentically happened and you know it happened, but then the perpetrator comes back and say, you are overthinking, you are overreacting, or, you know, look at yourself, you need help, uh, you know, and then you end up kind of like self-doubting and then you question yourself. And then when they say that, because they are not in that environment where that happened, they are now nicer and then they make you kind of like doubt yourself and uh, you know, like, you know, maybe I'm too suspicious, maybe I'm, you know, I'm overthinking. And then the abuse continues because every time it happens, they get back to say, you are overthinking. I think you need to see a, a doctor. You know, you are the one that now is made to feel like you are the sick one or you are the one that needs help when actually the person is the one that really needs help. And uh, these um, the things actually, because they are emotionally uh, they are emotional and psychological um, maneuvers or behaviors is the narcissistic personality uh, that uh, tend to employ them on their victims because they are a bit covert, they are hidden. And um, uh, the other thing is uh, they are um, nasty and hateful. Um, uh, uh, they make nasty and hateful sarcastic remarks about the victim, the only engaging in conversation with the person when the perpetrator, when they as the perpetrator decides the time is right. So they have full control of what to be discussed at what time. And criticism, um, they, the, the, there's criticism and they constantly correcting everything that the partner uh, does or says. They are fault finding, refusing to listen to anything the person has to say, not allowing the person to voice their opinion or have an opinion of their own denial, perpetrator pretending they haven't said or done uh, something, even though they did. You know, like when they were saying you are overthinking, you know, things, things like that. They are denying that they've done what you are saying they have done. And yet they have done and they are well aware that they have done that. And they um, employ silences and sulking for days you know, this could be a, a marriage partner that you live with and then they just go on not talking to you in the house. That is emotionally and psychologically very abusive. Blocking and diverting uh, the, the partner if they want to say something. The perpetrator decides what subjects can and cannot be discussed. Trivializing and minimizing anything the person says and uh, making it seem insignificant twisting and turning every situation around 
So it's always the person's fault. We call this a, a blame shift. Anything that goes wrong, either in the relationship or anything that they do that goes wrong is because of you. So they can never take the blame. It has to be you because you are the nearest punch bag. And uh, screaming and shouting at uh, the, 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 the partner in private or public, laughing or making fun of the partner in an un inappropriate way, leaving nasty messages on any platform, you know, um, can be text, voicemail, Facebook, emails, accusing their partner of uh, being unfaithful. And, and, and they know that the partner isn't doing anything, but they accuse the partner, the partner of being unfaithful and, and they are not doing anything, um, you know, to, 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 to help the situation at hand at the same time. The reason they are doing this, we'll come back to this anyway, the reason they are doing this is because they tend, especially the narcissistic uh, personality, they tend to accuse their victim of the things that they are doing. Anything that they are doing, as long as it's bad and it makes them feel guilty, they cannot uh, carry that guilt. They cannot bear the guilt because the guilt takes them back to their childhood. It takes them back to that traumatized, hurting uh, child, and they cannot go anywhere near that excruciating, unbearable pain that they felt at the hands of their perpetrator, whether they were parents or whoever did whatever they did to them. So they can never in adulthood allow themselves to go there. So because they were constantly told they are bad, they were constantly told they are a failure, they were constantly told they were stupid, and anything that they said, they were rubbished. You know, so the child grew up thinking that I am nothing, I don't even exist, they were ignored. If they were to fall and hurt themselves, a two-year-old falls down and hurt themselves and the mom just comes and either kicks them or just go past them. And when the child cries, they are slept for crying. You know, this, this reality, these are things that happen. And then the child uh, now uh, accustomed themselves, accustoms themselves uh, uh, for not crying. No matter how much I hurt, I shouldn't cry. Because if I cry, I'm going to be slapped. So this is too bad. So when they grow up, they don't want to associate themselves with anything bad, any failure, you know, any shortcoming, any flaw. So they are flawless as far as their psyche is concerned. So anything that they do that is bad, it has to be the other person's fault. And that's how they read themselves of the guilt. And then uh, the other uh, uh, things that they do is... Uh, they, um, they 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 uh, accuse uh, they, they, their partner of, of of cheating. I think I touched on this one as well. When they are the ones that actually are cheating, so in, it happens a lot in um, narcissistic relationships where the narcissist will always cheat because um, uh, I will talk about that later. When their personality, their false personality that developed in childhood to read themselves of these uh, painful uh, childhood memories that they are carrying deep down in them. It doesn't go anywhere, it's always there. But they manage it by allowing their psyche to create this um, uh, powerful, uh, charismatic, very 
lovey-dovey person. Everybody loves them. They make everybody laugh in public. You know, this is a very different personality to their true personality. And they make sure that everybody sees this nice personality. So they have to uphold it and bring it in, in, in the fore when they need it, when they, especially when they are out there. So then they, um, they, they tend to have multiple partners. The reason they have multiple partners is that these partners have to help um, uphold this false persona by praising them all the time, admiring them all the time, telling them how wonderful they are, everything that they say they need that feedback to say, oh my God, I've never had anybody explain this like you do. Oh my God, whatever show you were holding, ah, I've never seen that. So they want these people who would love them. And then, uh, you know, so they kind of like, the way they do it though, is not a normal way, it's not a healthy way, because they tend to um, lure the opposite sex, especially into their lives and making this opposite sex believe that um, they are in love with them. And then this opposite sex will now uh, usher them with this admiration, with this adoration, with this praise, you know, because, you know, other, uh, uh, after all, this is my man or this is my woman. So they, you know, they, they will keep on doing that. And they know that the many I have, the more of a chance of upholding this false persona that I have that needs that from the outside, because in the inside, they have that traumatized child. They can manufacture this uh, self-assurance uh, things from within themselves. Within themselves, there's nothing. Is that non-existent child? Is that child that never does anything wrong, uh, anything right? Is that child that is a failure? So they can't get these things from within. Uh, so they get these things from without. So they need people, more than one person, that would really give them those things. So that's why they end up uh, cheating. But then it feels bad to cheat because that's a bad thing. Then they will uh, accuse the partner of cheating when the poor partner hasn't done anything near cheating at all. But then they will be labeled and they will make sure that everybody knows that the partner is cheating because this kind of like takes the eyes off of them and onto the, the victim. So people will not even try to check on them to see if they are, they are doing what they are saying uh, the partner is doing. So everybody's attention will now be on the, on the poor uh, partner who is not even doing that. And they, were they would be made to believe that uh, this is what my partner is doing, you know, then they, became, they become the victim, you know, in the relationship. And then everybody sympathizes with them when actually they are the one that is doing that to the partner. It's very complicated, but this is the, the reality in abusive relationships. The next one is a bad mouthing. Um, um, this uh, is called a smear campaign, and it happens later in uh, the relationship, or, you know, yeah, I would say, when uh, the victim uh, seems to not satisfy the perpetrator, they are not uh, um, uh, not easy to control and uh, do what the perpetrator wants them to do, or they haven't uh, um, met the expectations of the perpetrator. 
then uh, or they threatening to leave you know when the uh, victim now realizes that oh no i can't stay in this kind of relationship and then they regain their senses and then they make their mind up most of the time especially if people are married they would uh, tell the other partner that I, I you know i need a divorce and that's when uh, that's one of the weapons that the perpetrators use they bad mouth the partner and then um as a way of um, destroying them totally and then uh, they call it smear campaign they go on a on a smear campaign against the victim and they will go anywhere the victim is associated with it could be work church it could be um, a school you know business anything that the uh, perpetrator the, the victim is involved in they will make sure that they smear that person and don't forget that uh, this is a somebody who, in, in, in public, uh, they have that personality of a, a nice person, person who loves everybody, makes everybody laugh, you know, it's very good. Oh, God, it's so fun to be with them. Remember the second personality, the false facade, because it's not their true personality. This is something that they acquired so they can survive that trauma. Or, or they they acquired in childhood so now they you know they are known mostly out there as that fun person so when they smear the victim in most cases most of the time the victim is not somebody who goes around you know talking about the perpetrator it's just uh, that the opposite personality that just mind their own business they don't really need to smear anybody so then uh, this one takes advantage of the fact that they are not talking so I'm going to be the one talking and people will believe because the other person is not talking so then they 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 tend to believe what the perpetrator says and then this can really mess the person up they can lose their job they can lose their business they can they fall out with uh, friends because they infiltrate the perpetrator infiltrates their friendships and convince their friends uh, how bad that person is you need to leave them uh, they can infiltrate their family members you know your sister or your brother is not the person you think you know you know they are doing this to me da 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 and then unfortunately people get fooled and they just believe what this person says irrespective of the fact that they grew up with this person they know the person better than the perpetrator but they just believe the perpetrator and then before long the poor victim has been deserted by everybody and they are now cornered uh, they are alone they have no help at all a lot of people that we see we find that they have even been um a, a kind of like um, manipulated by the perpetrator into uh, leaving their job before they changed you know when they were still loving them kind of they convinced them to leave their job and then uh, when they show their true self to them then the victim hasn't got a job and they can't even find a job because they are now so mentally de uh, disturbed through the abuse that they can't even function and then this is when now the perpetrator has full control over that person. They are controlling the finances. The, the, this person doesn't have a penny to their name. They don't even have a bank account. The perpetrator would have taken the bank account and, you know, joint account in the beginning. Oh, you have to have a joint account. And then later on when uh, they made that person, the, the victim, leave their job, they then uh, 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 covertly uh, uh, change the bank 
into their own names. And then, you know, the victim tends to know later that, you know, my name is not on the bank any, any longer, bank account any longer. And then they are just so helpless. So it's really, really appalling when you, when you, you, you see them. It's, it's so appalling. It's very painful. And that's why, uh, you know, people need to know so they can avoid this type of, of people uh, before it's too late. And uh, the other thing is isolating them from everyone. I touched on this one, controlling their movements, you know, stalking them. This could be by stalking. And also, it's not only by stalking happens in many ways, not only on the social um, uh, media, on the phones or, or computer, or whatever. Uh, it, it can happen by uh, the perpetrator recruiting people that believe in them as this nice person that are fooled by them. And then they recruit these people and then they send them out there to do the job for them and then stalk this person and report back to them. It happens a lot and you find these people everywhere. They can be in workplaces, everywhere you go, shops, whatever they know, wherever they know you tend to go, they will have someone there that would be keeping an eye on you and reporting back to them. And um, of the three abusive personalities, the narcissistic is more of a hidden one. I said that uh, before. They tend to employ psychological and emotional methods, and it can escalate to physical if the person is an ovid. You know, the narcissistic personality, um, maybe next time I will do the types, and you know, because there, there are actually three, if not four types of uh, this personality. So the, the, there's the, co the covert one is the one that uh, tends to be physical in the later stages of the abuse, especially when the victim is now saying, I'm leaving in, in marriage or whatever. Maybe people are cohabiting and they've been benefiting, you know, from the psychological um, upholding of their uh, false persona from the victim because when they abuse the victim, they feel great, they feel powerful, they feel they are in control. So it, uphold, it upholds that false persona that tells them that they are great. So then if the victim says I'm going, then where are they going to get that energy to feel that uh, big? They are going to sink back into their childhood, uh, a traumatized child, which they don't want to uh, go uh, anywhere near. Uh, so it, it, it can be hard to spot a narcissist, especially at first uh, instance, because they seem powerful, intriguing, and captivating. No one can ever even, they are not written, you know, uh, as I said, the, the, is this person is, is the life and soul of, 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 of the party. So no one can ever even, you know, unless you really know them, you can't uh, even uh, think that they, they can be the, the other person, that they are in private. Uh, we talked about uh, the fact that uh, the narcissist has two personalities, as we know the true personality of that person who was damaged in childhood and they carry these uh, negative feelings about themselves, they self-loathe, they don't feel good about themselves, they feel a failure because that's what was uh, instilled in them uh, mainly by their caregivers or parents. So now they have developed, the psyche has developed this powerful person. It's like the opposite of what they actually are. So now they have to uh, keep on um, upholding uh, this uh, powerful false facade and, and persona. So they achieve this by manipulating and controlling people around them, especially the loved ones and those closest uh, to them. 
And then, as I said, they need to be praising them, validating them, uh, you know, affirming them and, you know, noticing them and giving them, uh, you know, countless attention. And that's how they uphold this. Uh, then it makes them feel good about themselves. And then, then they can't collapse to that uh, trauma, traumatized child. It helps their ego. And then um, the narcissists, they lack a coherent sense of self. So they use external things uh, to, to, to feel powerful about themselves. One of the things they do is seeking out travel, expensive clothing, powerful jobs or beautiful partners to project to the world that they are good enough, you know. And then uh, when they are traveling, they tend to um, take pictures to show to the whole world that I'm in such and such a place. It doesn't end there. We all do that. When we go to Germany, we go to on holiday, we take pictures, you know. But then the narcissist takes it even further. They will locate important people like uh, respectable figures public figures and then they would ask to take photos with them just so they can be shown uh, they can be seen to have some kind of a relationship with powerful important people it it elevates their ego and then they will be showing it on uh, social media Oh, I had dinner with so-and-so. I had lunch with so-and-so. And most of the time, they didn't even have lunch with that person. You know, sometimes, yes, but sometimes they haven't even had any chat or any conversation with the person. They just grab them and say, can I take a photo with you? And then the person said, oh, yeah. And then they take a photo, they put it there, and then they make people believe that they, they are friends, you know, with powerful people. And that's how they keep their ego high, you know. Uh, normal people, even if you see the president of Israel, when you are in Israel, you don't rush to them and grab them and say, can I take a photo? But they will take that uh, huge step, you know, to get that person so they can take a photo and show everybody that, you know, I'm, I'm an important person, Luke, you know, who is in my photo. You know, that's how they keep the facade. And then they use good life experiences. They never go anywhere near their childhood. They never go tell anybody about their brokenness. They never admit there's anything wrong or anything happened to them. If their parents were abusive, if the parents were uh, perpetrators and they grew up in a family that is really, really abusive and uh, narcissistic, they will never, never, never tell anybody that I come from a family that really abused me or traumatized me. They can never, never, never. They want to uphold the standard. My family is the best one. Even though they know that they, they got damaged by them, but they will protect them to, until they die. And this is the reason why it's very hard for the narcissist to seek help because they are projecting. They, never, they are never wrong. They don't have flaws. So they don't think they need help. Secondly, they have to hide that child, that traumatized child. They don't want to bring that up so they can deal with it and then modify their personality. No, they want to keep it all down and hide it and then live up their life with this false persona. And that's how they survive. So they are like a wolf dressed in sheep clothing, really. They, they carry two personalities. And then... Uh, most people believe they know that uh, uh, the, the narcissist knows knows what they are doing. You know the reason uh, that people say they know what they are doing when they are abusing the uh, you know the, the the victim is because they reserve the most painful, traumatic, uh, uh, abusive behaviors to the victim, especially uh, the closest person to them. In marriage, it would be the partner, or 
could be family members or their children. And then out there, they become this nicest person. So this tells you that they know what they're doing because if they were ill and they didn't know what they were doing, then they would be doing all these things everywhere. You know, um, the telltale signs, and this is where we are now coming, that how do you tell that somebody is a potential, potential uh, abuser or maybe narcissist? In this case, uh, we are talking about the narcissistic personality. They are storytelling. They love to tell stories and they love to be the center of attention. They love to hear the vo their own voice. They have a poor tolerance of those they view as weak because they have convinced themselves that they are powerful and they get attracted to powerful things. In the beginning, when they picked the, 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 the victim, the victim displayed uh, some powerful areas in their lives. Uh, either the victim is very pretty, the victim dresses nice, the victim is full of fun, or the victim has got money, the victim ha has a, a powerful job. Whatever it is, something that was a bit powerful attracted them to that victim. But over time, because of their abuse, they killed that thing that was powerful in the victim. And then the victim now really remains with, with nothing. They are unable to form lasting relationships, just like the EUPD. They hop from relationship to relationship because they are abusive. So uh, people leave them. You know, they always leave them, whether it's friends or, you know, or married partners, they, they leave them eventually. They avoid respons responsibility. They tend to blame. You know, this is a, what I, I was talking about, the blame shifting. Whatever they do is you. I, I can never do that. You know, no matter how obvious it is, they will deny that it's their responsibility. If the relationship fails, it's your fault. It's never their fault. And then um, they have a poor or lack of follow-through, they are unreliable. You can, you can never rely on them. They don't keep their word. They have a sense of entitlement. They feel like they are up high up, uh, high up there, and they feel like the victim is their servant. So the victim has to cater for those things, you know, praise them, elevate them, make them feel big, make them feel good. That's your job. You're, you don't have feelings. I have feelings. You cater to my feelings. That's how they, they, they function in the relationship. And that's how it becomes abusive because that person also has feelings. That person also needs uh, those uh, uh, positive uh, reinforcements in their lives. They need to be praised. They need to be affirmed. But no, it's a one-way street. You do those things to me, you don't get them because your job is to make sure that you cater for me. And then it's never a two-way uh, thing that a normal relationship will have. They lack empathy, and that's the reason why they can't love, because empathy is uh, the ability to feel for people. And that's the reason why people who are really very established, uh, their, their empathy is very established. They can never hurt a fly, because they know that if they do, they hurt somebody. They hurt themselves. You know, if they see that they've done something wrong and somebody is really hurt, they tend to hurt themselves as well. They take on that pain. So they can never do anything deliberately wrong. You know, and if they did something that was hurtful to somebody, they apologize quickly and, you know, uh, make up and make that person feel uh, better. But the narcissist is not, this, it's not like that. They are void of empathy. They have, um, uh, that, that happened in childhood, though, during that tr trauma, trauma uh, 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 time when the trauma was happening. So they tend to be hardened. And then when they do anything wrong to, to the person, they get 
uh, power. They feel powerful. They feel like I'm above you. That's why I can do this to you. That's why I can make you cry. That's why I can make you feel bad. That's why I can make you angry because I'm powerful. To them, anything bad is, is power. It's all about power and control. And then they have poor impulse control. Uh, you know, um, they, they, they lash out very quickly. They get angry very quickly. They get frustrated very quickly, very much the same as the borderline. And then anything that frustrates them, they lash out. If they feel like anything or anybody is threatening their false persona, especially the false persona, because they have to uphold it and they have to protect it, it should never collapse because it, it, they, 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 they depend on it to survive on Earth. So if anything is done, and they feel like or they perceive this thing as threatening this false persona, they lash out big time. They lash out big time. So, and they don't think twice. As, as long as they feel like you are threatening my false persona, it's like you are hinting that I'm a double-minded person, they will lash out very, 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 and, and mostly is, 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 you know, it's is, is emotional, verbally. And they call you names, all those things that we mentioned earlier. They project, we mentioned this, uh, anything that you, they do wrong is, is, is you, they control and manipulate. And all these uh, things that I mentioned earlier, they are all control, taking friends away from you, taking money away from you, stalking you, you know, uh, gaslighting you, making you doubt your, your sanity. You know, the things that you know you saw, you had, they say you, you are overthinking, you are oversensitive. Uh, all those things are a means of control. That's how they really corner you and control you to make you doubt yourself. And then eventually you think I'm losing my mind when actually you are not losing your mind. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something, some things that you have really seen. The second personality that fits well with the, uh, unfortunately it fits well, but it's really a toxic um, a combination. Uh, with the narcissist is uh, empath or codependent. There are people who believe that we just have the codependent. We don't have the empath. There are people who believe that there is an empath and there is a codependent. I tend to believe that there is an empath and there is a codependent because a codependent is someone who are very, um, these people who are very, um, they can't live alone. You know, they need someone with them all the time. And that's why they tend to take any relationship that comes because they just have to have someone. Whereas the empath can be alone, but they, they tend to perceive, especially the empath, they tend to perceive the hidden hurts in people, especially the hurts that occurred uh, over time they perceive them, they pick them up with their spirit. They have a very heightened sense of intuition. They can tell, you can, the, the narcissist can be on the stage and perform miracles and people laugh and like them. Maybe they are a, a, a magician or maybe they are um, you, you know, a, com a comedian or whatever it is that you know, captivate people. But the empath will be sitting there and they will see beyond what everybody is seeing, they will see beyond that and they will see that hating little child inside of that person. And then now the empath with their caregiving uh, nature, their loving nature, their good natured, their kindness, 
and everything else and wanting to make life better for everybody believing in people believing in in, in healing and all sorts of, of things they will now inside of them think oh no this person is hurting i need to help them and that's where they then kind of that is also perceived by the narcissist that this person feels for me they can sense it so the two people are sensing each other the empath is sensing the hurt and then the narcissist is sensing the goodness that can help that hating child this person has seen what nobody sees this person is the person that can really help me and then they will now go and approach uh, the, the empath then that's when the, the relationship is formed but it's very toxic and and the reason why it's toxic is because first the empath thinks they can heal the the narcissist this is a personality issue that was formed in childhood. It's not going to be healed by an empath. It will take years and years of therapy by qualified professionals. And even the qualified professionals, they find it very difficult to deal with narcissistic people in therapy. It, it can be done, but it takes years. And most of the time, they have to get the narcissist to act admit that they have a problem which is a big issue for them because they never admit they have a problem they are high up there the ego is flying high they never come down to accepting and believing that they have flaws that they they they, they, they are short of, of of goodness in them so it's very difficult to work with them and they get abandoned by therapies in closing i would say there's a, a very high need for society at large to uh, have knowledge training and uh, awareness of abusive uh, personalities as well as the victim personalities so that people can uh, be alert and be aware when they see the red flags you know the telltale signs they can tell that uh, there's something that i need to you know step back and take some time before they get themselves legally involved and then it's too late to do anything before they know it they are you know in mental health and nothing is really changing they are so abused and so traumatized and then uh, the the other thing is that the victim personalities they need training as well society needs to be trained because these people come from society they come from uh, you know the, the the society at large so they need to be taught how to tell to have self-awareness you know, am I an empath? You know, how do I interact with people? Do I think I feel too much for people? You know, I have intuition. I see beyond the obvious. And I tend to pick up the painful areas in people. And when I pick them up, I need, I feel a need to help them. So maybe I need to take a step back because I may not be the, the right person to heal this, the, uh, this person. That would save you you know, uh, uh, getting into, you know, situations that you find yourself later on, you, 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 you just can't manage, maybe, you know. So there's a, you know, there's a need because uh, we have a whole lot of people that have really been so traumatized to a point where, you know, a, 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 another professor, a psych psych psychiatrist said, um, you know, these women who, uh, come out of these abusive um, uh, uh, situations, especially with narcissists. Some of them are 
who uh, they have filled prisons because they got so tired of the abuse to a point where they lost the plot one time and just found themselves having killed uh, the narcissist out of anger and out of rage and, and tiredness of what is being done to them on a daily basis. On the other hand, we have narcissists that are, are filling prisons because they have um, uh, uh, physically attacked their partners and then, um, you know, the law came into in, into play and they, they were arrested. So, you know, it, 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 it's a huge thing and it, it needs to be addressed. We have um, everywhere, I think, especially in this country, we have, you know, uh, women who come and, and needing help, you know, and then we know that during the lockdown, there was this um, heightened uh, numbers of uh, uh, people that were reporting uh, domestic abuse that had escalated during that time of lockdown. So these things are real and people that uh, you know work in mental health, we are at the receiving end of, 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 of these people that are coming devastated and needing help. So there is a need for society to be aware that there is a, a problem and it needs to be addressed. And I just want to say that, you know what, God loves both the perpetrator and also the victim. And then, you know, both of them, they have experienced a, tra a trauma in their childhood, actually. But then the, the empath chose the way of uh, being extremely kind, being extremely loving as a soothing way to their uh, painful childhood. Whereas the uh, narcissist chose that elevated ego as also uh, managing that uh, uh, trauma that they received in childhood. So, you know, so these people, uh, they need help. They don't, you know, they really need help. And but then we need to have society educated so that people can ask for help and uh, receive help and receive therapy. And also, you know, um, organizations like churches and uh, schools and, uh, you know, um, wherever educational edu educational uh, 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 organizations, you know, there can be these uh, teachings that people will be taught, you know, and then they can uh, uh, see these things before they, they, they become you know, uh, uncontrollable or somebody is really severely damaged to a point where they can't even recover. So, yeah, this is what I had uh, for you today. I hope you enjoyed uh, the video. And it's, it's really a broad subject. It's very broad. I actually just touched on a lot of things that can be a subject on, 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 on their own. But then, you know, um, maybe next time we will do something and uh, when I do another video. Thank you for listening and have a good day.